You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Five, four, three, two, one. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I am Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff S. Pumpkins, and I'm my own thing. I'm Forsyth Pendleton Jones III. I assume this episode will come out well after Halloween. Yeah, that'd oh be gosh. We more remember than we talk about by the time this episode <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Every day is Halloween. Yeah, so tomorrow night... The new animated David S. Pumpkins special is going to air. Animated? Yes, animated. But Tom Hanks is doing the voice, so he didn't want to let that character get away from me. I gotta say, I didn't see that when it originally aired. I did. And the next day, and the next several days, everything on, on, there was Mm -hmm. all kind of memes. David S. Pumpkins! And my hopes were so high, like, this must be the best sketch they've no. ever done. <laughs> and when so I bad. finally watched it, I'm like, what? Why I was I supposed it, to be yeah, getting I, out of this? I watched it live, and I was like, thought, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then when everybody started going nuts about it, I was like, what? <laughs> I, I don't get it. It was funny. But it was okay. Like, it wasn't worth all this. It was worth a chuckle. But there's literally nothing Saturday, Saturday Night Live won't. Run into the ground by doing it over right. and over again. If there's the least bit of buzz about it, they well, will just continue. Madame Tussauds in Orlando had taken their Tom ha- Tom Hanks figure this fall season and turned him into David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> the attendance spiked to a record. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm going. Since we're talking about Saturday Night Live, here's a fun fact for you. Did you know the ambiguous gay duo started on the David... David, jeez, Dana Carvey show. Daniel Carvey, yes. Yeah, David Carnell <laughs> on the da- David Carnell show. Watch that show, so don't tell me all about the documentary. Well, that's all. That's the only thing I was telling you. <laughs> just a little tidbit. That's it. Streaming. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. That's all you get. Chuckle. Streaming. Streaming. Enough of this. These clever anecdotes. David S. Carl's sketch variety shoe. It was too horrific to fail. That was good. I won't give anything away, but it was interesting. I've I've been cut off. I can't say anymore. You can tell tell us about it. No, I enjoyed it. It was good. I I don't want to give anything away now. It's, it's okay. It's a documentary. It's not like there's spoiler. Yeah. We got. I hope he gets canceled after the first season. Does like, he live? What's? It was. St- well, don't I don't spoil Wayne's role. <laughs> I did not know. Like that was the big first break of Stephen Colbert and um, the other Steve. Corral. Corral. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk. Did you even say, did we say the name of the documentary? Too funny to fail. He Too said. Too funny to fail. Else, about the short-lived Dana Carvey sketch comedy show. On correct? Hulu, correct? Yes. Correct, yeah. 
And I, I think the reason why it is on Hulu because Hulu has the show on there and it has the final episode. So go watch it. I'm going to. I'll pretend it's at your recommendation. Okay. What else did you stream this week, Michael? You uh, stuff that you I was know. I was a streamaholic. That's uh, not what they call it. It's binge racer. Binge racer. Have you, have you heard the hot you? single? Here he comes. Here comes binge racer. He's a demon online. He's a demon and he's gonna be streaming something tonight. He's off and flying as he streams a show all night and day. He's jamming down the pedal like he's in a TV race. Go binge racer. Go binge racer. Don't steal my thunder. I put on my race hat and I sat down and I binged it. I tried to binge the mist and unfortunately failed horribly at it. I so badly went to... You, you got further than most people. You wanted to prove me wrong. I tried. No, and don't act like you hate it from the beginning because you were really into it. I did. I got into it. I was like, because I could see the problem is with the there's no there's no hero in this. Like, there's just no one that rises to like you can't get behind any of these characters because at some point they all do stuff that's not that great, and you're just like rooting for someone to step up and. Like, I completely, like, I got really close, and I might, on a lazy Sunday, go back and finish it just to see if there's anything that comes of it. But I had to drop off when the the woman that was, evidently, she was considered uh, easy in her teen years. Now she's a teacher and has a daughter her, her of, uh, a, she's, I'd say, 16 or 17. But anyway, she gets raped. And you find out that the um, person that supposedly raped her was obviously the football jock. You start to find out that maybe it wasn't him, but she's not having it. She immediately is like, "It's him. There's no, there's no, there's no way it could be anybody else." And she locks him up after he saves her daughter's life from a fire that someone else tried to basically kill her daughter when they're locked into this. Uh, in the mall, but it's just everyone's going nuts and crazy, and it just, ugh, I wanted to like it. I really did. Sounds good. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> so we're in the midst of a mist. The, the, the current environmental calamity gets you watching that. It, we did. I we're not Logan oh, Flavor. <laughs> we're not too far from Parkersburg, West Virginia, where a industrial fire's been burning for a week now. I wore a mask at work all night oh, last night. So my that's pretty great. In the Halloween spirit. That's right. Mm-hmm. Did you draw? You could draw like scary teeth on it or something. Oh man! <laughs> Decorate it up. Should have. I will say though, like going back to the minister, there was little things I did like about it. My favorite part was where a group was locked in the church, and the priest was battling this woman that was, I guess you would call her a naturalist, like she was. Her god was the environment and Mother Nature. Gaia. Gaia, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's people... Like you like to bring her, her in. Yeah, Mother Gaia. <laughs> but uh, the, the factions break up in the church, and some of them think it's Judgment Day, and some of them are siding with her. Well, they, they invoke some old thing that I've never even heard of, 
and they're going to, the priest and her are going to walk out into the mist. And she's a woman that I would, I forget her name. She's in six feet under and she's been in a bunch of stuff, but you, she just strips down naked. And for someone that's supposedly in her, I would say seventies, Oh like, my if, that was, if that was actually her. The longer her, he goes, the better it is. Like, keep she telling us more about the myth. <laughs> she had a good backside. But anyway, the best part about it was <laughs> that oh they both walk out into the mist, and whoever survives, Don't that's who, that, <laughs> that's who they're gonna follow. <laughs> and my, my favorite part was the, the, the preacher or priest, he was praying, and all of a sudden, the four horsemen of Apocalypse show up, and they shoot an arrow through them, and they drag them off into the distance, and she comes walking back in, so everyone sides with her. Septuagenarian backsides. Kapow one, <laughs> ogre zero. <laughs> wow. All right, well, mainstreaming thing at the yeah, moment. Let's not bury the lead here. Stranger Things Season 2. Has anyone got to watch it yet? Yeah, Jordan's been all over it. I watched the first two. I watched the first three. I was, I really wanted to move to the next one because there's a cliffhanger at two. There's, yeah. I wanted to know what that was that he saw. (laughs) Well, I know. Well, don't tell me, (laughs) (laughs) guys. We could just sit here and just binge race it all night. (laughs) No, (laughs) it's good. I actually am enjoying it more than I did when I was watching Stranger Things last year. Like I, I yeah, like. Don't we tra- kind of have to like force you to watch Stranger Things? No, but <laughs> we hold him. I mean, I watched it like everybody else did. I just put him in a headlock like yeah. Christy. Does. I wasn't over the moon about it. <laughs> Christy over. <laughs> Take him down. Yeah, that's all. Right. Okay. But I'm enjoying this. Probably a little bit more. I like it. I and I, I actually thought it's it's a little bit slower. Like you don't get a sense. There's this kind of looming dread, and you assume yeah. something bad's coming, but it doesn't. You know, the first one he disappears in the first episode, I assume, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly, and you you're thrown right into the story. Mm-hmm. This one's taking its time a little more. That's what I kind of liked about this was like, oh, you actually get to see these people living their lives. You know, yeah, I've been doing a rewatch of season one all week, and that's very very true. With season one, there's not really a wasted moment in any of the eight episodes. It just goes from. Point A to point B to point C, just bam, 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 through the entire thing. And, and it keeps you locked in, but even after watching an episode, you're like, man, I am just worn out. <laughs> so far, so good. we got some new characters this year. Yeah. I'm not sold on them yet. I want to see what their deals are. But Has Steve improved any? Compared to the new school bully, Steve's kind of oh kind of a gosh. hero now. He did Steve. Steve, Steve. Um, we were. I see. Nobody, I'm sure, has watched American Vandal, right? I will start watching it. Oh this yeah. Week. Well, there was there was some news this week that they're going to make a season two, which I think is I don't even know why or yeah. how they because it's a mockumentary, you know, making cleverly making fun of. Making a murderer and shows like that, but it's, they kind of really do a great job doing all the tropes that go along with that style of programming. So I don't see what the point is of doing another case or whatever next 
season, but I still think it's, it's definitely <laughs> worth watching. It's the last show that I would think you would endorse, but you, you don't even watch it. I know. I just He's lived it. I, I'm just saying. It's good. It's good. However, yeah. The Babysitter was good. That was a good movie. I watched that last night, and it was good. That was what? three goods. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it was good. Good. I was, was like screenshot as I was watching it. That's what the, old ladies in there. No, it, 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 <laughs> it had a very attractive blonde in it. That was the babysitter, and it was the it, it was. I, I liked the design of the story, and it was, it was basically about a kid that was too old to be babysat, but didn't know as much as he thought he did, and. He decided that he was going to stay up and see what really happened after he went to bed with the babysitter. And um, he's texting with a, f- a friend that's a girl, and she's like, well, maybe they're going to have an orgy. So he's like... An orgy? Yeah. <laughs> so first he has to get on his phone and look up what is an orgy. <laughs> orgy. Orgy. Whatever. Um, hashtag it. I know it'll come up later. <laughs> So he's sitting at the steps and he's like watching them play spin the bottle and it's got Robbie Amell in it. Who's they? Who are the they? babysitter? Well, the babysitter has invited over Robbie Amell. He's like the jock football player, and then you have the token black guy, and then you have um, I think her name's Bella, the actress, but she Thorn. plays yeah she plays the cheerleader, and then they have this nerdy kid there. And he's obviously out of place and they're playing spin the bottle. Well, uh, Robbie dares. You're going to tell us what the whole thing. Just exactly. Just not to a certain point. <laughs> I'm just wondering because you're I can't wait until they go out. into the mist. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, you see that, you see this by the, if you watch the previews, you know this part. That's why I'm giving away because it was, so it was. Anyone who cares already knows. <laughs> 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 and those of us who don't, don't. <laughs> All right, I will stop. Go watch watch the babysitter. It's a fun slasher movie. Good, good, good. It's good. Good. It's the Michael K. Easton triple good. Yes. <laughs> ten fingers, ten thousand, three good. Um. <laughs> no, don't stop. I tried watching the slasher. Like it's, I don't even know. Like I feel like it's a Canadian TV show, but. I've never even heard of it, but there's like two or three seasons on Netflix, and I started watching the first episode last night. It was okay. It seems like it's like each season takes place somewhere else, or I, I don't know too much about it yet. But I'd give it two. Nights. You were just spite viewing it because yeah, I just I told you to watch <laughs> American Man, and you're like, okay, I'll watch this crappy show. <laughs> watch literally slasher, anything else. Yeah, anything I can else I can find. <laughs> Uh, the streaming thing I really had was that, uh, Apple kind of, you know, is still trying to come up with their streaming shows other than amazing stories, but they've kind of let out that they're going to keep it clean. They're not, so don't expect any nudity, violence, or profanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're all like, so what are, what, is, what's left? So they're buying what's Disney worth you're not going to get to see any of the stuff that Michael's watching. New trailer for The Runaways came out this week, too, on Hulu. A second one? Yes. Hey, Nico. I've been wanting to talk to you all day. 
I wanted to get everybody back together. I know that, that it can't be like it was. The truth, I miss you guys. I could build a big machine. I hope you're right about this not being a big deal. The last thing they're interested in is what their parents are doing. You gonna let us in? Who are they? Why is my mom's purse here? What kind of charity meeting is that? A little bit longer. Um, yeah, so. A little more running. Good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Any more streaming? Well, he's making noises over there. This thinking noise. Apparently not. Okay. <laughs> We were talking about comics. Comics. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> Ooh, I picked up Metal 3 today. Oh, Can't wait to read, read it? it. Not yet. Oh. <laughs> I know. Newsworthy. Newsflash. <laughs> Top headline. I bought a comic that I have not read. <laughs> I'm dying to read it. I just lay out the plot, the whole story, Jordan. Me or him? You. <laughs> you read it. Uh, I'm kind of shocked that this book hasn't gotten more press here lately. It deals with an, an issue from the late 80s, early 90s, uh, Riddler storyline. That the Riddler got infested by this evil demon, Barbatos. Barbatos, Barbatos, something like that. And became like the worst version of the Riddler. And it hinted back to this dark past. There was a demon that infested Gotham. And it dealt with the ancestors of the Waynes. And it went back hundreds of years. And Grant Morrison touched on it later during his run. And kind of brought it back to the forefront. So that seems to be the demon at the center of this. And this weird upside down negative realm. These these alternate New 52 worlds, what they like to, mm-hmm. the negative 52 Earth yeah. or whatever from the dark dimension. And we've had all these one shots that kind of introduce the different versions of Bruce Wayne that went mad some way. And there's been the, the Batman who laughs, the weird Hellraiser Batman has been going around telling them these versions of you live in the light. And they've stolen your light and cursed you to the darkness. So come with me and we'll go take them, take what is rightfully ours. So they've been kind of infesting our world which the one that dealt with, with well first with the negative earth we were talking about that because they've not come out they haven't come out and said that they're the negative earths but they have like they've taken the hyphen and they moved it up whereas with the normal earth the hyphen is just like in the middle so that was my thoughts that it's the negative earth but the um one that has to do with um cyborg of him taking care of a cyborg um, he's just really whiny. Like that was one that you said you didn't like as much. That's been my least favorite so far. Yeah, but he, like for Batman being Batman, he's just a whiny bee in that one. And but the rest of them haven't been too too bad. The the Green Lantern one was really dark. The Dawnbreaker, I think it was called. That was that was dark, dark, dark. And the excitement's still there. I've sold out of just about all the one shots. People are still interested, still enter, still excited. Um, 
and on the Marvel side of things, a little bit <laughs> less excitement, but a bunch of the new Marvel legacies have come out. Uh, we had Cable number 150 was the first renumbered issue. Story, the newer mutants. The so, newer mutants? So, <laughs> the newer? The newer mutants. So Cable, it was like there was a cover, the lenticular cover looked like the first appearance of Cable. Mm. And with the new mutants, like their faces in little circles, and this was all the new team. He has to assemble a new a new squad. Uh, Despicable Deadpool number two eighty seven, the storyline: the death of Cable, a uh, deal he made in the previous story arc with Strife. Strife would help him do something, and he owed him four dead bodies to collect later. And of course, the first one on Strife's list is Cable. So Deadpool he signed a contract or whatever, so he has to kill Cable. And the first issue, he ripped his arm off and. Put it on himself, so Deadpool's running around with a cybernetic <laughs> arm. But they've cut a little bit of the comedy out, and they're t- trying to, they're, they rename it the Despicable Deadpool. They're trying to go back to the more mercenary roots, the more kind of dark side of things. Uh, Incredible Hulk 709, we started Return to Planet Hulk, where Amadeus Cho got a beacon from War World, from the classic storyline Planet yeah. Hulk, and he's gone back to that. Uh, Invincible Iron Man 593. The Search for Tony Stark uh, is where we left Civil War II. Tony Stark was in a coma, had no brain function. And at the start of this one, his body has just disappeared. So Riri Williams and Mary Jane Watson and some of the supporting cast from Iron Man for the last year or so are going out looking for Tony Stark. And they said, by the end of this, we'll have one one true person in the suit forevermore. We'll see how that ends. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 789, The Fall of Parker. This kind of resets everything back. They take away his company. He loses his billions of dollars and tech corporation. And he's back to being kind of the hated man on the block. And now everyone hates Peter Parker as much as they hated Spider-Man because his company failed and cost a lot of people jobs. And the tech he created kind of uh, (laughs) ruined people's lives. So, yeah, he's back to being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man we all know and love. And Mighty Thor number 700, we had a huge oversized issue, starts part one of the death of the Mighty Thor, talking about Jane Foster, her the cancer she's been battling has taken a, a turn, it's kind of past the point of no return, so she, we don't know where she's going to end up at the end of this, if she switches to Thor and maybe can't turn back human, because if she does, the cancer's going to take her, so either she makes a decision to always stay Thor and uh, disregard her humanity, or go forward and face the end we don't know but now with this character is there that any seems like an easy decision <laughs> <laughs> but is there any how much I'd struggle with that okay can I stay a god or do I just go back and die well that was going to be my question is there any limitation does she have to change back for any reason like no but that's what I'm saying every time she was taking chemo but every time she transformed back into Thor she would revert back and like any progress she made would disappear so turning into thor was weakening her mortal body okay. over and over and over again hmm. so there's i mean I, these stories to me are interesting yeah that that in I ways marvel hasn't been game. for a while so yeah that especially sounded interesting i'm curious where it went but i again i feel like it's a no-brainer um <laughs> i have a little comic news tomorrow i get up early and go like I've said, uh, the West Virginia Book Festival to Woo-hoo. see Joe Hill talk and uh, maybe. is that in Charleston? Yeah, yeah, they had a big write up in the Charleston paper about that. Yeah, 
I'm, I would have preferred to, he's on the signing tour. I was, would have preferred somewhere close, like a bookstore. He's stopping at a bunch of bookstores. And then when it's close to me, it's the Charleston Civic Center. <laughs> <laughs> like, soon as how many people are going to be there and if there's even a chance to get anything signed, but it'll be nice to see him speak or whatever. But, um, but he was talking about, cause they're currently filming the pilot of Lock and Key for Hulu and, um, I've just been seeing all the pictures posted and everything, and they were in an interview with him the other day. He was saying, well, it's not locked in this first season. They have to like the pilot. Yeah, so that's what's being worked on. But if... Is he involved with the pilot? Yeah. Is he Everybody that you want involved is involved. I mean, he is. It's Andy Machete, the director of it, is there directing this. And, you know, seemed to have a good cast, like we said. Danny Glover's there, he, where he technically shouldn't really, in the comics, he wouldn't have shown up yet, I think. But he, they've kind of flipped the story around, rearranged some things, so getting him in there a little bit earlier, and looks really good, what they've done. I've seen some of the shots. But uh anyway, he was interviewed saying that if it is picked up, there's a really good chance that him and Gabe Rodriguez are going to do a whole other series, the same, just as long as the first, called World War Key. <laughs> and and I, I'm, man, I hope they pick that pilot up because I get a whole new comic series. So I thought that was some pretty good news. And I looked up, because we had mentioned before about that Robert Kirkman Secret History of Comics documentary. We couldn't quite remember what the episodes were about, so I looked it up. It premieres Sunday, November 12th. It'll be on like right after The Walking Dead or The Talking Dead. And then it'll be on the next night, Monday the 13th, and it said Monday will be its regular night from then on. Uh, episode one is called The Trials of Superman. So it's all about the legal battles, mm-hmm. the creation of Superman, and up through to modern day, all the legal troubles that's been in. Uh, two is called The Misfits Who Made Marvel, you know, the bullpen of the 60s. Three is Image Comics, A Declaration of Independence. So that'll be a lot like the Image Founders documentary we saw, I'm sure, a lot of the same stories. Uh, four is called City of Heroes, detailing how the comic industry dealt with the 9-11 aftermath. Five is called The Color of Comics. It's about Milestone and the impact they had and the diversity pushed for today. And number six is called Wonder Woman. Just one. Just, Wonder <laughs> Wonder just, just called Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. So from her creation up through the blockbuster film. <laughs> this, uh, just because you said I was a... Uh, Work the other morning. I was real busy and I was kind of stuck in a department by myself and got a lot of stuff done. And day shift came in and said, Oh, you know, thanks a lot. And one woman said, Call me Wonder Woman. <laughs> she's like, Oh, she's like, I'm sorry. I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> I like Wonder Woman. I would not be offended. <laughs> no. <laughs> we better do, yeah, you got more comments? Uh, two more. Uh, did anyone catch the Simpsons episode that had all the comic writers on it? I saw a Simpsons episode probably six or seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't watch it every week, but I'll watch it if I'm around, and I happen to catch this one. Uh, it's called Sad Girl. Lisa, she was, she went to a psychiatrist or something. They wanted her to draw her feelings and all her problems. But she couldn't draw, so she got Marge to draw it, and she was the writer, and it became a, like a Harvey Picar kind of slice mm-hmm. of life story. Uh, someone found, took it, got it published, and it became a huge underground comics hit. So they went to the Comic-Con circuit, and there were guest voices. Uh, Roz Chast, uh, the writer of Week. Can't We Talk About Something More Pleasant? Uh, Marjane Satrapi, who did Persepolis. 
and Alison Bechdahl, who did Fun Home and the famous Bechdahl Test. They all did their own voices. It was cool underground female comic creators on a very mainstream Simpsons show. But it cracked me up there on a panel with those three, Lisa and Marge, and uh, they introduced Alison Bechdahl, and Marge's like, oh, my husband really likes you. Or something. It's like, wah, wah, fail, fail. It's like, you failed the Bechdahl test. And there's like, oh, these lights are flashing and stuff. And my favorite bit of comic news from the last couple weeks, I share this on Facebook. I got no response whatsoever. I don't, no one else must have cared as much as me. I didn't even respond. Valiant, I don't, you may not have, which I is the first have. of ever. <laughs> I might not have seen it. Valiant Comics and the variants they're doing? Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. Okay, so it didn't excite, just, it didn't excite you all that much? I, well, I, I, yeah, I checked it out. All right, Quantum and Woody, the popular comedic superhero duo. I think there's a show in the works for them, too. There's a show for everybody. Uh, the first issue comes out in December, and the first 12 issues are all going to have extreme... I'm doing air quotes. Extreme ultra foil variants. Uh, and they kind of teased it at one of the comic cons saying the nineties are back, baby. No, literally the nineties are back and no one knew what they were talking about. But the CEO, Dinesh Shamdashani said, when we say we're utilizing actual comics foil from the nineties, we mean actual comics foil from the nineties. So, uh, the team there, the this publishing team, they, they discovered these reams of leftover unused foil. And, and chromia, whatever, like all these 90s comics, someone had it in a bin somewhere in a, in a warehouse, and these Valley guys found it, and they're like, yeah, we're buying every bit of it. <laughs> so they bought it all. And, uh, yeah, so issue one uses the exact same foil that, uh, Wildcats number two was printed on. So if you can think back to your memory banks of what Wildcats two was like a full hologram, the team was like jumping out at you, and I had these weird circles. The fact that this paper is still usable yeah. <laughs> makes me a little worried that there is a landfill somewhere with a bunch of Wildcats number two in it. We had them. a warehouse full of it down here in Parkersburg. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, probably could have, that could have been it. Because it's, I'm sure it's all made of weird chemicals. So yeah, they're they're so all twelve of these books, you're going to be able to look back like, oh, that's where that came from, and I, I, that just struck me. I guess so I didn't amazing. pay that close attention to it. I just thought they were mocking and like copying it. I didn't realize they're li- they're literally yeah, using literally them. the same paper that they printed Wildcats on in 1992. Wow! I just thought that was an amazing gimmick, and I ordered myself one because I I had to applaud them for their pluck. <laughs> And because they're there, they don't cost any extra. There's no hoops I had to jump through. They're available for order. You didn't have to look back and see how many you ordered nope. of. And that was also kind of thumbing their nose at Marvel a little bit. So they're, I had just had to give them credit for it. So I ordered. I'm going to order every all twelve of them. I don't even care what they are. <laughs> that is just rad. <laughs> well, let's do some TV. Oh, hello, the Lord. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run, fairy, run. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what's this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Uh-huh. In what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig! Let me in! These violent delights have violent ends. That's what she said. Groovy. Where you guys want to start? Well, we will. We won't start with the obvious. What's that? We've been watching. We're making them wait. Yeah. Yes. You just sit and they wait. They're gonna beg for it. 
Watch them humans. Oh, was, wow, we're really going to start at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to work our way up here. I've watched every episode of Inhumans. Uh, I saw, just today, I saw the, the IMAX CEO, Rich Gelfond, kind of admitted it was a mistake. Did anyone see that article? Because no. uh-uh. Marvel, Disney, I nobody... Blocked, I blocked <laughs> Inhumans. <laughs> nobody will come out and say it's doing bad or, you know, this was a mistake. But the guy from IMAX said... Uh, quote, customers expected a production akin to a mega-budget blockbuster movie rather than pilots for a television show. So he said it wasn't what fans wanted. It wasn't quite up to our snuff, basically. And going forward, we intend to make to take a more conservative approach, consistent with the Game of Thrones approach to capital investments and content. So if they're ever going to do that again, yeah. it's going to be something established, a little bigger scale. It said they only made $3.5 million at the box office. Yeah, wow. I know ratings have, I said it debuted to 3.8 million viewers, but it's been going down e- ever since. I think 2.3 million was the last one, so the numbers have not been there for a big budget Marvel. Well, not big budget. I, I just don't get their heavy push with the Inhumans because it's never been a good sell from the get-go. Like, they've tried to push that, shove it, like, whatever you want to call, it's not happening. Get over it. Move on. It's not the X-Men, and that's what yeah. they're, they're just trying to make it the X-Men. Bend over because it's coming. <laughs> but the show has not been that bad. It's been fine. Well, those char- but those characters have never had like a huge no. success. They've mm-hmm. always been just fine. Like they're cool characters. They have their own. Yeah, but you can just see their them thinking, oh, a whole group of people that we can just do all this. And stuff that's with. part of the problem. Like, there's an idea there that's really interesting. They're a royal family, and there's a caste system. And there are oppressed minorities at the bottom who do all the labor, and then these fancy rich people at the top who are in charge of everybody. And not everyone likes that. And, like, Maximus overthrows the royal family. So is he actually a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Like, you don't know what his motivations are. Like, there's really Shakespearean stuff behind it all. But (laughs) it's just a poorly made... You need to have a more popular, established character. Like, introduce Yeah, so all that stuff happened in the pilot, though. Maximus right. goes there's a family, yeah. they're banished to Hawaii, they have to run away. Like, we didn't get a season <laughs> I establishing. Be banished to Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, like, yes, oh no. <laughs> Don't throw me out of my kingdom to go to Hawaii. Guys, second. Kick, kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so all that happened immediately. We didn't get to meet the family, we didn't get to see the society. We didn't, we didn't build any of that. Like I said, Game of Thrones moves so slow moving their pieces around mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. learn everything. And yeah, I think Inhumans true. could have done that and they just didn't bother. Not to mention the title character can't speak, so right. you're limited. That's a problem. A That's a problem. Yeah. The, the woman with the long hair doesn't have long hair, right? No. <laughs> That's not, that's weird. Uh my Filoni has a first name. Woo, Dave. Yeah, I heard I heard him he had a quote that was really long, I didn't write it down, but it led you to believe that he may be involved in doing some sort of live action Star Wars TV series. Yeah. Nothing's ru- been announced. Yeah, this rumor comes up every couple years, it feels like. But, but he said, he said, the quote he gave was just really meandering and it was not, he wasn't answering the question he was asked. Mm-hmm. It was more like he wanted to let people was, know that he was doing something. And, oh, and that's Dave. <laughs> I'll take That's word. Dave all over. <laughs> oh man, man! Uh, if 
if he goes forward, I tell you what, he got to have the droids, and they just go around having these adventures where they have these different Padawans or whatever, like they follow around. Are you just throwing out friggin' <laughs> just Star Wars catchphrases? <laughs> they see an Ewok, you know. Pull his face off, it's freaking Klingon <laughs> under there. Uh, best Goldberg episode ever. Why? Because that I was it, and it was because it, it was that uh, Star Wars versus Star Trek, and it was that whole <laughs> Star Wars versus Star Trek. One hundredth episode, but yeah. because it was a different company, they couldn't use the Star Wars insignia. They had to use a stupid made-up insignia. I didn't even notice. Who's mm. <sighs> what? Oh, and he was it's wearing a different a, company. What not do you mean to it's mention, a different company. It's ABC. Yeah, they're all owned by Disney. Star Trek doesn't own. Isn't that you said Star Wars. They yeah. couldn't use something Star Wars. They couldn't use the Star Trek uniform. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's try and get all and mm-hmm. not to oh, mention Fox can. Why couldn't ABC? <laughs> I don't know. Which I hear that show's doing great. Like it seems like it, the audience is coming up for the Orville. The Orville. They are not liking STD. <laughs> STD. Yeah. Star Trek Discovery, that's what yeah. they've... It's an unfortunate... Uh, nickname, it is. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah, but it was a good episode. Uh, Goldberg's is always good. Yeah. Yes. Um, they're... they're Taika, if you want to drop a Taika, just drop a Taika. Talking about hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. Taika White Wanish. Taika White Gawatiti. Taika Wanish. Uh, what we do in the shadows is supposedly gonna, it's in progress of possibly being made into a TV show. So it's, that's the vampire mockumentary. They live in New Zealand, but they're gonna base it in the US this time. And I don't know if it'll work, or I feel like they did it all in the movie. All these things that they reappropriate, they have to do it again, you know. We constantly talk about things that have to be done in every medium we have over and over. Sometimes they're just, it's okay to just do it one time, but I would, I'll watch this. If but then what would we talk about? Exactly. They're, they're also the two cops from that movie. Uh, they're supposedly making a movie where they're um, X-Files types investigators. Which will also be, it'll be funny, a spoof. Did you guys happen to catch that show that they had? I think it was on Fox where it was, um, Ghosted? Kinda, yeah. I wonder why nobody brought that up. I haven't watched it. Have you watched it? I watched a few of them. Did you like it? Not really. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to tell me I needed to watch it. Nobody no, did, I, so. I thought it, I mean, the cast and the people involved in it, you think it could grow legs, but, uh, yeah, everyone wants really likable. It just, mm. Just didn't really strike me all that funny. Well, tell us about Spanicopata. <laughs> I watched your show, uh, Amy Sedaris. Oh, at home with Amy Sedaris. Yeah, that was good. Uh, <laughs> good, 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 good. Four goods. I put a fourth good. <laughs> I was watching Adam Moon's Everything, which I I try not to bring up too often because I would. I was like, guys, did you know that this? Because then you're the yeah. You're I mean, the you don't want to be the Michael of the group. Which actually, this one was about Halloween. I will tell you this: the whole uh, War of the Worlds, Orson Welles, Panic in the Streets myth is not really all that true. 
I believe that. That it said in 1938 when it premiered, only 2% of households were even listening to it. Because it was on opposite, like the most popular show of the day. It was Edgar Bergen, like the, the famous mm. comedian uh, ventriloquist. Everyone in the planet was listening to his show. And it was saying the the news reports later from newspapers, because at that time, you know, radios were just becoming, you know, popular and the newspaper reporters were trying to say, look, look how unreliable radio is. It caused panic. Well, you got to get your news from a newspaper. So they said, fake news. Yeah, like the fake news reported, they, they fanned the flames of this unreliable radio show. Which I found interesting. Yeah. But I did look up later. They said the actual, there's a theory that the, the comedy show aided in this because there was a musical, like the, it starts with comedy and then it said 12 minutes in, there's a musical number and it said a bunch of people turned the channel because <laughs> they only wanted to listen to the comedy. <laughs> so they joined World of the Worlds 10 minutes in and missed the beginning stuff and only right. heard the aliens are attacking. So I said that could have been <laughs> part of the reason that people all missed the beginning of the show. What are we talking about? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. No, uh, so yeah, I, I watch Adam Runs Everything every week, and premiering right after that was a new show, At Home with Amy Sedaris. And I was going to turn the channel. I'd seen a few commercials. I never really watched uh, Strangers with Candy. I like her, but I didn't like what I yeah. saw. Yeah, I, I never, it just never got into that. I always like her on talk shows, and yeah, I think yeah. she's really funny. Yeah. But I was never, I can't say I was a fan of that, but I just started watching it. And I just started laughing and could not stop. I, it just struck me, the humor in it just struck me so correctly. It was like, it's like a Martha Stewart kind of home show where she does, you know, she prepares dinner and, and puts together fashion and, and how to entertain guests and things. And it's all just really absurd and over the top. My favorite bit was the lady, they cut to a happy homemaker showing you how to clean a fish. And she's, oh, the scales have to be this way. We went to the river this morning and her, her, her lady friend was like, oh, she slept in and we missed the, the early part. And, you know, you really have to try and keep your promises when you're, and the whole thing was this like <laughs> passive aggressive, like slam on her, or on her, her partner. And it just got dark, darker and darker and just like. <laughs> yeah, there was two, I watched two episodes. Yeah, one was cooking for one. Is <laughs> anything you can do with two people. Is the is twice as fun with one person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had the his and, and the other, her his his and hers towels that were hers and also hers. Yeah, yeah. There was that, and then the episode about fish. <laughs> yeah, it was it was hilarious. I watched both episodes, and she's funny. It's gonna have a lot of uh, Paul Giamatti was in this one, and Todd Berry, the comedian, Scott Adsit, and the commercials of Sharon Stephen Colbert will be on it because he was co-star of Stranger with Candy. And like Nick Kroll, so there's gonna be a bunch of big name faces on there. I liked when she was making the coin tape thing. She's like so mad at her partner. She's like, "Oh, are you gonna help? Or are you gonna break?" She's like, "I suggest if you do this at home, you find someone that knows how to work with tape." Oh my gosh, it was it was it was definitely good. I watched it two nights in a row while I was cooking. <laughs> I just put it, put it there. I was like, this is the way you're supposed to do this. It felt like Pee Wee's Playhouse. A little and, bit, yeah. Anyway. Because I know she's written several books that are like, how to make a happy home. Like, she, she's written several. So I'm guessing these are kind of adapting some of the things that are in her books and things. So yeah, I definitely, True TV that is on. Anybody True TV. TV. Um, Christy watches a show, I think it's I'm Sorry or Sorry. Never heard of it. 
Hey, Christy. This is this, this is, is real good TV. Yeah. This is the benefit of recording in Michael's home. What is that show that we really like? That's on True TV. Is it I'm Sorry? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's like you guys will. I think you guys would really find it. It is. It the star of it is supposedly a comedy writer, and it has like I can't remember anybody's name in it. So don't even try me. But it, it's really funny. It's just like her day, daily life and the things that they like. For example, on one of the episodes, they're at like a birthday party, and they all figure out like one of the moms was like a porno actor actress that only did stuff in the butt. So like that's what they're talking about the whole episode. There's a theme to your yeah. show description. Hey, this this has nothing. This is all Christy. She wanted to watch the show, but it is it's really Splice funny. that all together yeah. <laughs> in an interesting way. But it is also on True TV. Yeah, let's pull it up here. It, it is. It is. A, it's Andrew Savage. Okay. Oh, yeah. her show. Okay, I've seen commercials for that. I didn't know what it was called. Christy, do you recommend it? Yep. Yep. We got it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, Any other thing before we go to the main course? Uh, superhero shows. Oh yeah. Oh, Supergirl oh, was the strongest <laughs> Supergirl episode ever. Cause ever. It was because it had like. The star of the show was Maggie Sawyer. Stronger than when, like, little Superman's on there? Yeah, it was. I would watch a show just about Alex and Maggie. Yeah. That is my that's, favorite thing on TV at the moment. What are Alex and Maggie? Maggie is uh, Maggie Sawyer from Batman or... Uh... No, she's from Superman. Was she? Yeah, she's originally... She's always been um, the Metropolis... Oh, never mind. No, I'm yeah. thinking Montoya. Yeah. Go ahead. Way to mix up your lesbians, dude. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> Go on. <laughs> but her Alex is Superman or Superman Supergirl sister. Wow, we got we're screwing this up. Take it away, Jordan. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> Alex is the adopted sister of Supergirl. Last season. Realized her sexuality and came out to everyone who was super supportive. Where Maggie Which was the best part of last year. Yeah, it felt so true to life. Yeah, very authentic. And also, Maggie, her girlfriend on the police department, she had a very different. She got thrown out at thirteen. Her family was very traditional, and we meet her father this episode, who is a Latino man of faith, and he feels that this has disrespected him in some way. And she reaches out during the bridal shower, which. Uh, lesbian bridal shower seemed like a good time. Like everyone just comes and sure. <laughs> y'all go to get together as a couple and just get a bunch of presents <laughs> and eat cake and it seems like a fun time. So it was a little over dramatic. Yeah, I don't see that happening anytime soon. But and then we also had a little backstory with Martian Manhunter on Mars, and he finds out his father is still alive. And- Coincidentally. John Jones had problems with his father that thematically overlap oh. with Maggie's father. It just has such a coincidence. Everyone has father issues, including me. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, though. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had uh, Flash. Um, which, it seems like there was always, like, this week, a lot of shows we watched had some short, blonde-haired female person in it. I don't know why. It just seemed like... There's a couple of shows that I watched that I was like... It just seemed like it was a theme. But anyway, this this one introduced Hazard, which I do believe... 
trying to think if it was. I thought Todd McFarlane created that character for DC Comics, but I, I could be completely. I but we we find out that Flash screwed up again and created a bunch more metahumans because of the bus. Uh, there was a bus that was ta- like wasn't that a storyline for like a Valiant book or some other like where a bunch of people were on a bus and they were it's called the Strangers and they got exposed to something and this happens to be dark matter when Barry comes back he evidently. There's some dark matter at a bus, bus full of people, and this is where we're getting the new metahumans from. Good job, Barry. Yeah. And I had the weirdest cameo of all time. <laughs> all the bad luck is happening, and they cut to a plane. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was so weird. Is that really him? I didn't even think I to look it up. I don't know. Like... They cut to the co-pilot, and he's like, well, people. some people say you're bad luck, but I can't imagine a bird hitting two engines. And it's Sully Sullenberger flying the plane. I was like, did they get like, did, did they get an imposter? Like, a, a, I was like, yeah. this is so ridiculous. Well, like, he, this is last 15 minutes. You know, like, he didn't even have a line of dialogue. Just, and then, of course, because the bad luck matrix is going all over the city, a, a bird does hit the plane. So, wow. It was just, I was like, That's amazing. I was going to rewind and look it up. I was like, this is, nah, it's not worth the effort. Harry's back, but he's got something going on with his hair and. I so badly wanted to see Jesse's Earth, and I wanted to, like, like, is this the Justice Society? Because he's like, they have their own team quick or whatever, and they're trying to figure out names for him. But I was like, tell me this is the Justice Society. Come on. And they want to they go there. Yeah, as Harry comes back, then Wally just is like, hey, you guys don't even pay I'm attention out. to me. So Wally leaves. Like, he wasn't even in that whole episode. No, and it, it was true. He's like, did you guys even miss me? And as a viewer, I'm like, nope. I guess you can leave. <laughs> I think it's time to move Wally over to the Legends. That could work. Well, but we also got the tease for next week's Flash. I didn't Who's, see Who it. is the guest star on the next week? Yeah. Did you see that one? I think we talked about it before. A hero is coming to the CW. Well, Cliff. The elongated the man. The elongated man. Mr. Ralph Dibney is going to be on next episode. Let's make my nose twitch. From my, from my favorite, favorite DC comic. <laughs> <laughs> the actor looked familiar, but I, I didn't recognize him. Well, I was thinking Wallace West could leave the show, and then we could introduce the other Wally West. Make that would be confusing. But anyway, um, did you watch Legends? I did. I missed it. I don't know who any of these characters are. Are these DC people? Yeah, they kind of they lost me. Sorry, we've introduced. Mm-hmm. She yeah. looked like I said. She looked like an Airbender from that cartoon. <laughs> like, I did, her powers are just like waving and air yeah. blasting people. Yeah, it was weird. It was. Pretty non. I have to go back and check this out now. And the villain could turn into water. I did. Yeah, I, I needed. Some, I needed some is. DC help on yeah. that one. Uh, I don't know who either of them were. And we didn't get a chance to watch Team Arrow yet, so I'll get back with you guys on it. I did just like that episode because the uh, she's having problems with the totem vixen, right. so she's asleep as in the her spider. spider face. <laughs> And Dr. Stein walked out and said, it's acute arachnoid somnambulism. Like, he had a diagnosis <laughs> for someone falling asleep as and thinking they're a spider. Yeah. Just on the top of his head. <laughs> Come on, Dr. He's Stein. He's a scientist, man. He knows it all. Acute arachnoid somnambulism. It happens. You gotta watch out for that. <laughs> I so badly want to say that, but I'm not even going to try. Just <laughs> Spell it. We got time. Your new clock says we got all the time in the world.
What else was on the CW this week? The Watcher in the Woods. I love that title. Season 2, Episode 3 of Killer Dale. Does anybody, do you remember Watcher? Have you ever seen Watcher in the Woods? The movie? I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> they will creep you out, man. Is that a horror movie? Uh, it's a Disney movie, but oh. yeah, I mean... Kinda. It's not a horror movie. Kind of. Uh, whatever. So... Poor Kev. Oh, Kev's in the woods. Oh. Air quotes, getting in shape for wrestling. Mm. Just to understand, sometimes you gotta take a midnight run to release the inner demons. Kiss some rando out there. <laughs> Every time he kisses somebody, something bad happens. He kisses, uh, kisses some guy in the first season and found Jason's body. <laughs> Now he's kissing this guy and gunshots. Wasn't that Moose? That was Moose. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now he's uh kissing some somebody and oh, that's one of the few criticisms I heard about the first season. Everyone loved this show, but there was some feedback that Kevin was just kind of the gay friend stereotype and wasn't given any kind of plot line and wasn't that interesting and had nothing to really add. So. Well, Hopefully, woo, we made yeah, up for that. Yeah, we're pushing yeah. his story a little bit forward this season. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I mean, we're still in that zone, but we're looking like we're going to go somewhere with it now. But he, uh, going to the woods. Yeah, go, <laughs> go to the woods. He hears some gunshots as soon as he locks lips, and we realize that uh, the fireworks. moose and the clumpster are fine. <laughs> I mean. That dude's well, got to be like the worst shot ever. The Black Hood is one for four. Uh, He's a yeah, terrible yeah. villain. He can only kill people with a bow, evidently. Then we see, uh, back at the lodges, Hiram says he heard his two palomitas chirping. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Hermione oh. and running. I was like, that's, I like the way they write this show. <laughs> I'm just trying to decide if I am okay with this actor being the way he is, like in this role. It's yeah, just, I don't, I could do without him. I, I, I just wish there was someone more dastardly, like, cause he's just trying to be yeah. so, and I'm just like, you're Kelly's husband, and I just can't. Uh, we'll see. He's, uh, something about the study. It, you know, yeah. He never lets the women in the study. Mm-hmm. Even back in New York, of course that gets brought up. But, and Veronica wants to have some people over to watch The Matchlorette. So. Which, I will say, like, she, I get, like, I guess through the episode you kind of see her motivation, but she's like kind of flipped. Like she all wants to be part of Daddy and and have well, a yeah, family. They, but that's because you know Juggy told her at least you've got a dad yeah. out here and stuff. So she's trying to forgive him. Uh, still after all this has happened, Betty's telling Archie we don't we still don't know these crimes are connected. He's like, there are a lot of black hooks. <laughs> <laughs> there have been people like Reggie. You're just pulling pranks. But Midge, there is something fishy going on. Midge doesn't confirm that the eyes were green. She just says the guy's eyes were blank. You know, just not. They're trying to make it still be a mystery whether it's even the same person doing all this. And then uh, Jughead has to go meet his peer mentor. Apparently he's Going to Southside, we kind of yeah, that was weird. That. <laughs> no, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought they 
last season they saved him from Southside. Yeah. Uh, but is it every? Is every school newspaper just it's colors? It's the colors. It's yeah. the colors. That's right. I didn't know that. Uh, Cheryl, of course, overhears. Oh, Cheryl. Betty and Kevin talking this about... This whole episode was just her listening and giggling. Yeah. She's just like like scheming. That's and, totally yeah. fun. Just right? so spicy. I just watch her giggle and listen. She, she hears uh, Betty... Kevin talking about him cruising Fox Forest. And, it, and Betty tells him, why don't you just use Grindem like every other game? <laughs> the, the handy Riverdale app. He promises to stop. He's not going to do that anymore. He likes the thrill. Jug gets to south side and sets off the alarm with the pens on his hat. I have a question for you. What? Why... Is there a fence in the cafeteria? Like, it does not do anything. Like, there's chain link fence. It's a tough part of different town. areas right. in the cafeteria. You gotta, that doesn't do anything. I don't know what kind of highfalutin school you went to. First off, it's not the cafeteria. It's the cafetorium. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's too big of a word for me. Well, you gotta, you gotta pay attention when you're getting your Tony Topaz tour. <laughs> you walk by, you see the kids doing the jingle jangle. <laughs> She says, right place, out in the open. This place is crawling with the JJ. <laughs> <laughs> Total gutter drug. She takes him to the cafetorium. She points out they got the drug dealers, the street racers, the cannibals, and then the rival gangs, the serpents, and the ghoulies. Well, that's from the comics. I feel like I remember the I, I googled the ghoulies. Hey, that was an 80s horror movie. It was spelled differently, like G-O-O-L-I-E-S. The Groovy Ghoulies <laughs> was an animated show in the 1970s, 71. Yes! Uh, it was a spinoff. They, they apparently, it was like Frankenstein's Monster, Dracula, the Wolfman, and like every 60s, 70s show they had band, and like there was a song in every episode. And they apparently guest starred on Sabrina the Teenage Witch animated show, oh. and they spun them off into their own where they went out like Scooby Doo and had different adventures every episode, and then ended ended with a song. So I, yeah, I found the, the theme song on YouTube, and it was, it was pretty this groovy, man. Very yeah. much just like this show is a lot like Scooby Doo. <laughs> I can't wait for them to make a live action show of Jabberjaws. Um, Archie, you know, he has a gun already, but he's trying to kind of backhandedly get it approved. He's like, Dad, we need right. to get a gun. It's like, no, not my house. I was just waiting for him to pull it out and like, put it we on the coffee it. table. I already got it, Dad. I bought that gun like you told me to. <laughs> He's like, well, we caught the killer. He's telling, you know, the group. So, uh, Jackhead likes Archie going all Travis Bickle. Get that reference, Michael? Mm-hmm. Taxi driver. Oh. Um, Veronica's talking about, this was gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about back in their salad days at the Cape in a cul-de-sac. Saying, <laughs> it was like, you just, whatever the hell you're talking about. Hiram is suggesting, he's like giving Archie all the wrong advice. He's like, you guys should basically be vigilantes. And what are you playing at, Hiram? <laughs> Terrible advice. Wants yeah. to push, push Archie to the edge. Archie gets the red circle comic. That drove me freaking nuts. Why? Tell me. Because 
it's the cover is the Mighty Crusaders from 1983, drawn by Rick Buckler, uh, which was a very well. That's what you come here time. for, folks. Yep. But they took out the Mighty Crusaders logo and put red. Was a Red Circle yeah. Comics or Red Circle? Yeah, Red Circle. And well, because if they formed a gang called the Mighty Crusaders, that'd be a little silly. But <laughs> not cool like the Red Circle. <laughs> the, yeah. The logo that's supposed to be off to the left that has, uh, I think, Flyman on it or whatever. Um, it says Red Circle Group. Like they could have took it from that. Like it just, it's, it's a dumb idea. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. And no, I thought, I thought, well, yeah, okay. So if this is in in Riverdale continuity, there's a comic called Red Circle. It is a famous comic that would be like us forming a vigilante group we call the Justice League. <laughs> yeah, everyone, by, everyone yeah. in that world would know what Red Circle is. Like, what are those guys doing playing superheroes? But by this logic, we would either be Marvel or DC. So anyway, also her, you know, Veronica's trying to set up this dinner, get Archie to come over, and she's <sighs> all excited Archie about that. Kings. And Hermione tells her to stop being so thirsty. <laughs> Boy, she is a wicked lady. And then we see another wicked lady, the great Alice Cooper, gets a package in the mail. And Hal's back. Hal's back home. Yeah, the yep. speaking part. Yeah. And they get a package from the killer. I think he is the killer. He is going to be the black oh, that's a, Yeah, that's a, hmm. that's a theory. Um, I After the first season, I kind of feel like... It doesn't matter who the killer is. <laughs> like, we're gonna be disappointed by who the killer is. It's possible we haven't even met the killer yet. Yeah. You know, so don't get to, don't, don't hang a lot of your hopes on who the killer is. That's not what we're watching this for. <laughs> um, so Archie starts his watch group. Doily, is it recording? The message for the coward calling himself the Black Hood. You think you can attack us from the shadows, but Riverdale is a lot stronger than you, and we're not afraid. See, there's only one of you, but we are Legion. We're called the Red Circle, and we're coming for you. We will find you. We will hunt you, and we will end you. He's got all the bulldogs, everybody in there. Dilton Doily sitting there whittling. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking about somebody's taking a turn for the worse. He's still whittling. He's an adventure scout. Remember from the first season? So, Christie's first comment on this was, "Why did they have their shirts off?" Because the watchdog. Otherwise, you wouldn't notice the red hoods. Or why does Archie not have a red hood on? Like, is he the leader? He's got red hair. Yeah. Wearing the red hood. But they're not going to be called watchdogs. They're going to be called the red circle. Because that is so much cooler. That's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You really hate that. (laughs) We should just call them the Mighty Crusaders. From now on. (laughs) Or just Crusaders. Or just Mighty Mighty Crusaders. Then, Shirtless Mighty Crusaders. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They need some bears. Thirsty Crusaders. <laughs> Thirsty Crusaders. So we're back in class. That's, that's Veronica's group. <laughs> yeah, we're in a class at 
her her and Cheryl and Betty all take their shirts off. (laughs) Wait a minute, that's a whole different show. (laughs) Now now you're getting it. (laughs) Keep going. Uh, The four horsemen of the apocalypse come out of the mess. (laughs) So learning learning about, uh, this is how your stories go. (laughs) (laughs) Fahrenheit 451. Uh, Jughead asked to enlighten everybody uh, what that's Jughead. all about. What's that guy that's playing the teacher in that? He's a par- fairly well-known actor. He's been in a bunch of different things. Like, he looks super familiar to me, and I couldn't figure it out. I had to look him up. He was on Justified for a couple of episodes. Oh. He like he's always like playing a supporting actor. Like he's never he just, been because like I saw him. Like don't trust him, Jug. He's a bad dude. Yeah. It was like just remembering him from he was like a bare knuckle boxer on you know, beat the crap out of Raylan on Justified. So. Right well, in this, he's Mr. Phillips, and Jughead's trying to let get him to let him start back up the red and black instead of let lets him know I ran the blue and gold. Yep. Yeah, so I know my colors. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was a little confused by that when he said no drugs and no gangs. I first thought he meant don't cover no, that. Like I, he was censoring it. No, I thought that too. But he's saying don't use the paper as a front to run drugs. Right, was his, right. That was his, that was his strict he's one rule. Yes, Please yes. don't run drugs through the yes. newspaper. Yeah. So. Here's your jingle jangle yeah, with a says, copy of the red and black. You can do the red and black, but you, and you can write about, but not do jingle jangle. Or be in a gang. Which is gonna be a problem because yep. he's got two gangs recruiting him here, you know. So we got, so Kevin skipped the Machelorette party. Cheryl is ta- telling Betty, uh, he's a smoke show, not a Pugsley. He wants to get out there and have some fun <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> and at Pops, we have a weird little scene where they're getting prepared to go over for dinner and, uh, Veronica is telling, gonna tell Archie to learn some Spanish phrases <laughs> so that it'll fit in more at dinner. I really wanted to see the scene where he memorizes some <laughs> Spanish phrases, but I never heard him say anything. Um, so, Alice, Mrs. Cooper, she's, uh, got, the hood wants his letter printed, and they read some of the letter. He, you know, went after the adulterer, Fred. Summer off, Sam all over again. And the, I'm throwing in dangerous, dangerous child predator. And Greendale went after her. The drug and sex addicted teens. Talking about the clumpster. <laughs> Riverdale is a town of hypocrites, degenerates, and criminals. And my wrath is the price of your lies, secrets, and sins. He's the wolf. They're the flock. That the sound. I mean, I can see that coming from Mr. Cooper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, oh, I'm yeah. telling you. This is the bloodletting. That's definitely, that's how. That's how. I know right away. And then they realize this is this is real because they got they have Fred's wallet came with the package so. mm-hmm. and some sunglasses. I don't know if that's where we're at. Those were, those were uh, Miss they, Freddy's. Oh, sunglasses. her her uh, Lolita peeking yeah, sunglasses. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so it must be true. Um, then old Waldo Weatherby. I didn't know if I remembered his first name, but they said Waldo a couple times. Ago. He tells the sheriff he he saves Archie there when the sheriff's giving him a hard time about the red circle. He says. It's a school club. So, cause he wants to let this continue. So, Jughead's got the 
red and black room. Starting up. He the, cleaned it out pretty quick. Yeah, paper. He's got, uh, Tony Topaz is going to be his photographer, of course. Uh, Sweet Pea and the Serpent show up and they want him to hang out at the quarry. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, duly noted, Sweet Pea. <laughs> and that was worth the whole conversation. Just for duly noted, Sweet Pea. So I could send that to Cliff earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Polly called the farm. Yep. Polly's, Polly's oh, back Polly. on the show. Thank she God. She had the best line of the show. She did. She, uh, she's scared to death. She wants to get out of town. That farm her and Jason were going to run off to. Still has room for her. She needs to go there because the killer is after sinners. And, right. and who more is a sinner than an unwed mom carrying her cousin's baby? That's right. <laughs> and, of course, Alice is... Upset because what are you gonna go give birth in a trough? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep watching. I'm like, yes, it's good more. enough for Jesus. It's good enough for. That's what I was just thinking, but I wasn't gonna go there. <laughs> I was like, don't do it, Michael. So, when we see Cav goes and visits Moose. Here, things get cooking. So Moose lets him know that. He and uh, the clumster are not a match. Mm-hmm. Their parts don't fit the way someone else's does. <laughs> so, Hermione is ticked off that there's oh. going to be this dinner. I'm not sure what her deal is. Anybody know why she's so upset about it? I can't this? nail down her motivation for <laughs> anything. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I, I like that You know, she could be the villain or like... Who is manipulating who? Is she just standing by this evil man? Or is she really trying to protect Veronica? I, I'm hoping there's a reason we don't know. And it's not just because the writers are confused and don't know how yeah, to write her. Right. It does make you kind of think that she's trying to protect Veronica. But I don't know. Archie and Reggie are on patrol. Got his bat. Reggie's got a tire iron, a monkey wrench. A sweet Old school, car. baby. Old school. I think it was a Chevelle. Um, Betty shows up at Southside to check on Juggy, bring him a coffee pot? What? <laughs> <laughs> old, ancient and we, one. And we see that there may be a little tension there. He may mm-hmm. have him a new Betty because Tony Topaz seems to be taking care of all her tasks. She even brought her own coffee pot. So. Oh, I don't like it. I don't need me a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Jug lets her know that uh, the jingle jangle comes from Southside and that the ghoulies are the ones selling it. Um, Bar Bethel, we got our Bernarnold. Man. She's back. I was worried. <laughs> I was sweating. Bar Bethel is out walking around Killerdale at night. <laughs> uh, she was going down. Yeah, had a van after her, but luckily she calls. Archie and Reg- Reggie on the Red Circle hotline, apparently. Yep. And they come and save her. It just had to be a white van. Was it? I don't know. I think it was a white van. Because there's always the cargo white van is always the... In your dreams. Yeah. Why didn't they have their red hoods on? That was before they created the Red Circle. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I can't keep track. Um, it was before their little uh, like public access commercial. Yeah. yeah. Have you had problems? <laughs> Call us. One eight hundred. Red circle, Mike. So, Kevin's headed back to Fox Forest. He follows two dudes. Turns out, two dudes. It's just 
Betty and Cheryl. That's a callback for you. <laughs> Turns out it's just Betty and Cheryl who saw him. Cheryl mm. saw him go in the woods by Pops and called him like trash or something under her breath. But uh, So Betty's like, I thought you were going to do this anymore. And he says, you live in this pale pink world of milkshakes and first kisses. Well, I don't. <laughs> It's like, you know, you you have this great world where it's like, am I going to date Archie? Am I going to date Jughead? Except when you're dark, Betty, Pambalan, exploring your BDSM sexuality. It's like, jeez. They pull out all the stops. Yep. So, Betty kind of shuts up. Sure. Which, to give credit to a sh- I mean, a teen show 10, 15 years ago... This would be a special moment where Kevin learns, like, to actually listen to his side of it yeah. and be like, it's probably not smart, but I get where you're coming from. Like, how, how many, how many leaps and bounds have we progressed where this isn't a special teachable moment to never do that, Kevin? Like, right. even if it's probably not a good idea, we at least understand his motivation. Yeah, like, this that, is, Betty usually seems to be on the right side of things, but she's way off here. She's just like, like it's wrong for him to be doing. Obviously, it's unsafe, is what she's getting at. But what else is he gonna do? You know, he's got things to do. <laughs> Jug gets beat up by somebody at the school. He's staying there late working up to red and black. I assume we're thinking it was Sweet Pea that did the throttle. So why? Yeah, they took pains yeah. to hide, and they didn't show who it was. Yeah. So. Right. It's like y'all always a serpent, and everyone bought that it was a. Motorcycle accident. Like, yeah, well, he yeah. like every show ever. People believe that because yeah. you know you can have a motorcycle accident and just have a couple scratches on the minor. But Tony Topaz knows that that's a lie. Mm. So now he's got a secret with her. He's lying to Betty yep. and telling the truth to Tony Topaz is bad news. Gotta see you, Bughead, and hello, Tughead. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then we get to, uh, <laughs> dinner. Finally, we finally get to dinner at the lodges. Okay, I just have a question for you. When you were dating a female in high school and the dad offers you alcohol, do you say, sure? Yeah, I thought that was a test. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you don't say, sure? <laughs> Well, after a you night, never dated a lodge girl. That's right. Nice they got their own brand. Nice dinner of Rizzoli and I assume Isles. Mm-hmm. They, the, you know, Hiram had heard that Archie rescued the Mugs girl. It's a clumster. No, it was. I'm sorry. That's Barbethel. Yeah. So uh, this he gets to go in the study. Yeah, he's a man. Gets that rum. There's a nice big painting of Veronica up on the wall. Keeps Daddy humble. Yep. But uh, looking over his shoulder, Daddy says, "No more sneaking in and banging my V." (laughs) 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 That's a curse of having having abbreviations in your notes. He's like, and about the red circle, I think it's a great idea and you should go on the offensive because he is full of great ideas. <laughs> well, drink some more rum first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Betty tries to call Kevin. You know, he's getting stabbed by some guy in a firebird and then we find out, eh, 
He's not really getting stabbed, and he's it's just a big tease. It's funny how Firebirds are now skeezy now. There's always the guy that's in the Firebird, or once upon a time, like, that was the sweet ride. That's what cool people drove. But basically, it's this is the turn where, you know, now Kevin's like, actually, there is some danger out here, and he's scared, and maybe he's starting to realize maybe he shouldn't be going out yeah. here in the woods. This is the after-school moment. You know, he ends up going home and... You know, Sheriff Keller is, so, you know, basically letting him know, we don't talk about this stuff, but, you know, I love you, and maybe we should start talking about Again, it. Again, like a scene I've never seen on a TV show Right, before. that was a really good moment for yeah. this show. For, well, for any show. That he's maybe not 100% okay with it, but mm-hmm. it's not a, you don't love me, Dad. Like, there's none yeah. of that fake kind of drama. Yeah. He's like not we had on a little it. bit on He's Supergirl. Not pretending it's not happening. Yeah. yeah, on Supergirl, you know, Maggie kisses her fiance and the guy storms out like, oh, I cannot abide. So like, <laughs> it's just a, so oh, over the that's top. That's why I can't watch this. <laughs> well, even like going there, even his- which I say is a well, it's a well done story, but it's still familiar to yeah. like this is the reaction we expect from this character. Like, I didn't know what his dad was going to say yeah. when he sat down. Like, that was not what I expected. So I'm I'm thankful that we get a new take on these kind of relationships. But on Supergirl, when he was arguing with his daughter, it was half baked. Like some of his arguments didn't make sense. It was like yeah. you're doing that to her. <laughs> like, but anyway, his dad on this show. His dad could just as easily quoted Shakespeare, and we would, <laughs> or, or, or you know, who knows what anybody's going to say on the show. Let me see. But from the comics I've seen, in the comics they portray him as very—I believe in the comics he's a, a military veteran, okay. and they portray him as super Straight okay with everything. Oh, like yeah. he's, you know, it's it's portrayed as a very good relationship. Good. Yeah, I feel like. Sheriff Keller is a better dad than he is a sheriff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Um, Veronica's having another Cristal Mimosa with her parents the next day. And she wants to get more active in Lodge Industries, get her hands dirty, so. Yeah, if you wanted to put Hiram back behind bars, that's... I think, like, corruption of a minor, like, providing alcohol right. to yeah. underage. Yeah, people, rum like... at night and mimosas <laughs> in the morning. That's how I roll. Everybody's totally cool with that. Um, Kev blows off Betty in the hall. Yep. Of her. Uh, then we get the... Even though he kind of took her advice and like... Yeah. And she was a be- trying to be a good friend. It's still, but she rather did it in the out. Wrong, she did it in the wrong way, yeah. yeah. Daddy. It'll get over it. We just got a little drama rolling in the next episode. And then we end up with... End the episode with the great... Red Circle video, we are legion. We will find her and end you. With all shirts. And flex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is happening? One thing that was very odd about that was, didn't halfway through the episode he was like trying to create a watch group of like, we'll let the authorities know we're not going to take it into our own hands and by the end of it he's like, oh no, we're going to beat you down. We had that lodge influence. Right, yeah, this is the bad influence. Yeah. Taking over, so. And I'm curious of, of the red hoods, they look like spandex. So I was just curious of where you get a bunch of red hooded spandex is at. Moose's house. <laughs> <laughs> and Moose was, like, suddenly he was okay there. Hey. He was back with him and like, out of the hospital. <laughs> just got shot, no big deal. Well, if you get shot by the Black Hood, you're all right. I guess. <laughs> Within an episode, you're back up one person, right? Yeah, I'd say he's yeah. one for four. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. 
I mean, I, I really expected one of them to die, not, you know. I did too. I thought, uh, that, I thought we've introduced I thought, Midge. I thought Midge was one toast. scene. Right. Yeah. I thought Midge was toast because I was like, I didn't really like the casting that well anyway, and you knew Moose had to stick around for the Kevin storyline. Right. But, uh, like, nope. They're all fine. <laughs> They're all fine. So, that's it. That's, I can't wait till next week. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep it coming. Uh, I mean, that was only a third episode. Oh. Is, That's what I mean. Like it's escalated so fast, so quickly. Versus we needed like, this, last... guys. We needed this. We, ever since Westworld, we've been needing the show. To really oh, I de- uh, Tony, when they introduced her, she made a Westworld reference. Oh, what she said? I can't remember. She said the the something. Somebody has had risen up and went crazy. Like oh, she, she, yeah, she got picked to give the tour because. I forget what she said, but I was like, oh, Seth's going to love that. Well, I don't remember. I remember yeah, thinking in Westworld, but I don't remember what <laughs> wow, she said. Wow, I missed Yeah, it. she said, like, the host rose up and attacked oh, us or something. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember what it was. But... I was probably Spoiler. looking to try to figure out the fence also. Right? <laughs> That's why they put the fence up. <laughs> <laughs> Protect oh. the humans from the robots. <laughs> well, no reason to go any longer. It's weird doing Riverdale at the end. Like now I'm all worked up. We got yeah. a lather. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat, rinse. Hashtags. Uh, we got red hooded spandexes. Tughead. Dumb ideal. Hashtag smoke show. We got orgy and, and triple good. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> Thirsty crusaders. <laughs> And hashtag milkshakes and first kisses. I like thirsty crusaders. It works for me. That's uh, that's that's it. Bingo. <laughs> Sounds great. Where can they find us at? Oh gosh, www. Grind them. Grind them. Grind them. For the swine bright. <laughs> Got our red hoods on. We're all sitting here shirtless with our hoods on. Flexing our <laughs> testicles. <laughs> no, www.udownwithkpp.com. And all the other stuff. Anything coming up, going on? Anything special in the works? Uh, Thor. Thor's coming up. We'll have a Thor's review. Coming up. A full review of Thor here in a couple weeks. The first Thor movie I'm actually looking forward to watching. Me too. Justice League's right behind it. We're, we're headed right into that huge movie season, so probably be doing a lot of reviews. I don't know how we're going to work them in with Riverdale. It's going to be tough. They'll get second. <laughs> second banana. <laughs> now, is there a Star Wars movie coming out? Like, I know you guys talk about this all the time, but my mind is completely blanked. Oh, he's don't he's worry laying about that. You don't need pick. to see it. Okay. As always, is there something else to add? No? Good? Yep. 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 I'm on. Yep. Yep. As always, I'm the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I'm Tughead Lou. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> you guys are a bunch of Tugheads. Oh, Cliff Barnes. I'm a tripping palomino. <laughs> Bye forever. 
Kapow, the pop culture podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. See you, Bughead, and hello, Tughead. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs>